Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, brought to you by the parent company, Grow Program. Grow Program helps agents utilize online tools to help market and brand their agency online. Find out more information at www.growprogram.com. Also remember, we have a very strict antitrust and comments policy. You can find those policies online at agentsinfluence.com. Now, let your voice be the sound of your feet upon the ground. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Thanks again. Uh, It's that time for uh, another Agents Influence podcast, and uh, I think you're going to like who we've got on this week. Um, As you know, for this month, we're kind of just kind of mixing it up. We've got our survey results that... uh, that we've talked about, I'm going to be bringing those out uh, next uh, next week and talking a little bit more in depth about those. I've been looking at them um, myself, and pretty interesting. It's good to know that I believe that we're on the right track. Uh, last month or last week, we had uh, uh, Howard Candage in, which I have to say that that uh, that got a lot of downloads. A lot of people listened to that. Um, a ton of comments of people emailing me. I really appreciate that. Please remember to leave your, ba- your comments, if you can, on agentsinfluence.com so that can spark more comments going forward. But uh, this week, what we've got is I, there's a lot of talk in there about marketing and the survey that we had. People wanted to know more about marketing with technology, um, the different ways that you can use the practices and the technologies in your office and through your workflows and procedures really surprised us that we want we got a lot of people wanting to know more about that considering we had discussed that back in May but hey that just is showing us that maybe a month is not too uh, long enough to do a certain topic so what we have this week is we have George Nordhaus which when I say his name uh, probably more than 50 60 70 percent of you have probably already heard his name out there that's because he is a marketing master um, so he has paved the road for some of us who feel as if we're trying to market our agencies in different ways because the things that he's done back into the uh, since his very beginnings of more than 30 years ago, he's always been kind of a pioneer in pushing the envelope forward and pushing the industry forward and looking at it in different ways to market our agency. So I am going to introduce here uh, George Nordhaus. He is the chairman of AgenciesOnline.biz. Um, he's also the founder and chairman of the Insurance Marketing and Management Services, executive vice president of Indiana and Tennessee Big Eye Associations in the past. He's an industry pioneer such as first with CPCU on tape, agencies management systems on tape. I know for some of you young people out there, tape is actually something they used to put more, more uh, videos or, uh, excuse me, they still put videos on it, but they used to put audio and stuff on it. It's, it's kind of a, you used to call them cassette tapes and insurance licensing manuals for over 20 states. He's a author of eight books on insurance sales and marketing. He's got a weekly newsletter that's happened for over the last 30 years. Uh, how I got to know Mark, or excuse me, George, um, over a, uh, the, the recent is he has his Monday morning uh, mini webinars that he does that I think are really, really awesome. And uh, George will tell you how to get with those. But uh, George, if there's anything I, I left out, I would like to introduce everybody to you. This is George Nordhaus. George, give us a little 20, 30 seconds about you or anything I've left out. And thanks for being on Agents Influence. 
Well, thank you. I went right into the insurance business when I got out of the Navy after Vanderbilt University. Out of the Navy, I went right on in and ran those state associations for 10 years. And boy, did I learn a lot about agencies. In the process of that, I started uh, publishing and writing and so forth. My first book came out, as a matter of fact, in 19. Are you ready for this? 63. Can you imagine? Wow. How long I've been in the business? So in 30 years, 30 years is just, I, I can tell you that it's a lot closer to 50 than 30, but that's okay. Uh, and I saw a lot of things that were running this. <laughs> And I formed uh, the, the publishing company, and in the process of that, and we published for the Big Eye and all that, and, I, and uh, eventually became IMMS, and that's a long story, but I left that uh, a few years ago and formed something called Agencies Online. And now I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico, looking out at the mountains. I'm at 8,500 feet, looking at 10,500 feet out my window and loving every second of it because I'm able to th look at things from a distance now and see it a little bit different. So maybe, Jason, it would be a good idea just to take a touch and uh, give people just a little bit of history about marketing because a lot of these guys, which, uh, you, your your customers or uh, clients or, or whatever, are, are younger, I think. Right, and uh, I heard you mention, I heard you talk about that before, George, as you give a little bit of a short history, which I thought was interesting, that kind of starts back basically the last 50 years of insurance marketing. And, and, and tell the tell the listeners uh, what how you see it and the way it's unfolded. Well, the way, it, the way it really came about was uh, in uh, in the 60s. It was very personal business. People really, it was, and our competition was mutual versus stock. So if you were a mutual agent, you hated stock agencies. Stock agencies hated you. And nowadays, we don't. Even, you know, there's no definition of the difference between that. the big eye campaign came along, for, and that was really good. And uh, in fact, I helped with that. I helped get that started, and it was a, it was a pretty exciting thing. There were two associations: the big eye and the PIA. And, but the competitors were State Farm and Allstate. And of course, State Farm is twice the size of anybody else anymore, but that's a whole other story. But in the 60s, it was a personal business. I mean, you knew people, the people knew you, people down the street, and so forth. As the 70s came along, uh, it got a little bit more sophisticated, direct mail, ex-dating, uh, agents hiring people, uh, uh, I mean, calling people uh, after hours, trying to get ex-dates. Boy, that was a big, big thing. Uh, agency management systems came along. I brought in uh, Vertifor, as a matter of fact, now Vertifor, but it was AMS in those days. I brought them into uh, both Tennessee and Indiana as, a, as the association executive. got them endorsed and so forth. So I learned a lot about it, but I never was very technical. But in the 80s, uh, commercial telemarketing firms called, uh, appeared. They would, they would call and try to get you not only XH, but also appointments. The associations merged, the PIA and the IIA, but they really kind of did and kind of didn't. It's about a half and half. Big Eye program cut way back, which was a tremendous mistake, in my opinion, but that's another story. Everybody knew who the Big Eye was. You know, uh, branding, uh, Jason, is almost impossible today. It's a big, multi-billion dollar uh, job, and uh, the Big Eye just didn't realize that the, your independent agent surgery first was the right thing to do because they had, people knew, knew it and understood it. They were the only ones branding in the insurance industry, other than State Farm and Allstate, back in those days. Well, right. enough of that. The banks came into business in the 80s. Automation systems. Uh, we're still used for, not used for marketing. They still aren't very well today, and that's another story. A lot of national insurers disappeared in this time. I won't go in there why and well and all that sort of thing. But the regional insurance companies flourish, and you know who some of those are, and I do too. And there there's some very, very good regional companies now, and, and, and I understand why and how and all of that. But what happened really uh, in, the, in the 1900s, uh, price came along. Everybody began to sell price. The Internet came along in 1992, really. Uh, websites were like brochures. 
agents looked at the Internet for leads, search engine optimization. Then along came GEICO and Progressive and so forth. And as you know, GEICO and Progressive now said, well, the total amount spent on advertising, just for your knowledge, uh, this, this uh, last year uh, by agencies on the Internet was uh, five point, uh, on, on television and all, $5.9 billion. And, Ooh. of course, GEICO. <laughs> billion, I said billion with a B. So it was, uh, it was amazing. It's an amazing thing the way this has gone, and, and, and understandably so. But uh, Geico, incidentally, of course, was a lead with $1 billion of, of uh, expenditure. But uh, that's all another story. Anyhow, um, now, in the, today's marketplace, of course, it's changed tremendously, and you know that, and we all know that. Uh, it's just absolutely the age of advanced communications. Uh, the Internet... Now, and uh, I, I don't know what the numbers are exactly, but you know 80 or 90% of all decisions start on the Internet. 80% of people search for auto insurance and so forth. Half people buy directly on the Internet and so forth. And, and, and the younger people, of course, you know about that, and the millennials, so I don't have to, to talk about that. Well, but you I, know, the thing is, George, is that uh, you talk about 80% of people search online for auto insurance. And, George, I think um, you and I uh, have spoke about this before, but... Um, according to you know Project Cap, which you have uh, joined a uh, a partnership with or are trying, we can talk about that later. And that's someone that I, I I hold dear in my heart because Project Cap helped me as well. Which is the, for all the listeners out there, it's a major nationwide initiative put on by the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America to gain back market share. And one thing I want to say, and I'd like to get your your pick on this, because you say about 80 percent of people shop shop for insurance. One thing I say to agents a lot when I talk to them is is that they're saying that Comscore is saying that uh, 75 to almost 78% now of people go online to shop their insurance before they usually make a purchasing decision. And I and I think two things happen there, George. Tell me if I'm wrong. The 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 consumer or the the agent out there is not realizing that when we say 75% of the people are out there shopping, they may agree, but I don't think they realize that those 75% are also their their clients that are in their book as well. You know what I mean? It's easy to sit here and say, oh, yeah, 75% of the people out there are shopping around, but they're not realizing that that's, that means that's 75% of their book as well. Do you, do you agree? I mean, do, do, when you're talking to agents out there, are you, are you getting the – are they – are you getting the um, the – the the sign from them that they understand that seventy five to eighty percent of the people are looking for insurance before they call them. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? You're making a very good point. Uh, there's something called the McKinsey report, and I'm going to be mentioning that just a little bit later before we end here. Okay. And uh, the McKinsey report has come out and analyzed uh, what percentage of people going on the internet are and where are they looking. So when on the left hand side of this chart, which I can only describe, you'll see uh, the, the percentages brushed down. Uh, how many of these people are looking, looking, and where are they going? And on the internet, the numbers are 75 or 80 percent. But as the as the uh, as the chart comes across, at the uh, far right of the thing, still a number of those people uh, who are shopping on the internet are going to their agent. Yeah. I agree with that, but that's a whole other story that we uh, that that I don't want to get into much right now. I do. I just want to mention this though. For anybody who doesn't understand uh, the web and all the things that are happening on it, uh, did you know? Uh, Jason, that the web is doubling in power every two years. Now, we can't understand what that means. But it, what it means is in 10 years from now, in 2013, it'll be 32 times as powerful as it is. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's there, it's going to happen, and it's turned into a commodity. 
but I don't want to get into the commodity thing right now yet because I think, uh, well, part of the McKinsey report, which you're going to hear, I hope, uh, that's on our Monday morning deal, and it's available for everybody at no cost. Tell them where they can find that. Tell them where they can find that, George. Where can they find your Monday Monday morning uh, webinar thing you do? Go on. They can go to uh, uh, YouTube.com. And, and and when it has that line, that, that box up the top, just put George Nordhaus. Okay. And then you're going to see it next after Monday, after the 26th of August, and from then on you'll see it there. You'll see all of these Monday mornings. They're all there. They're archived. They're really good. And I'm going to get you guys uh, – well, that's another story. I'll get you somewhere around the way. But, yeah, they can go there. So we'll we'll mention that a little bit later. But, I mean, the two two guys with me, incidentally, two more names. You said my name was well-known. I if you live long enough, you can do that. But there's two guys who are with me on this that I think are perhaps the most astute uh, individuals in the uh, industry uh, now. And one of them is Roger Sitkins, who owns Sitkins International and one of the major consultants in, in, this, in our history. And we do so many things today that Roger came up with many years ago that we don't even know, realize what the effect he had. And then Scott Addis, who's the head of Beyond Insurance, the Addis Group and so forth, he's the risk management expert in the country. Had an agency, sold it, made a bunch of money, stayed in our industry, wonderful guy. Those guys are, gonna, are with me on this interview, and you'll want to hear this, people. So go in and find that interview, and it's uh, you can find it there. Uh, or, and, or you can just sign up for uh, Monday morning. There's no cost to it. And... Uh, you know, it's and George. It's amazing how we have kind of changed as far as our roles as an as a um, as agents. Uh, I've heard you say before. You quoted it through the Forrester uh, Research Report, which is another great report. No matter what I hear, read, or find on TV, radio, or on a magazine or newspaper, I can verify it on the internet. And do you have any thoughts about how the consumer today is actually when they're calling the agent? that they probably already know the answer that they're asking the agent because they verified it on the Internet. I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? I think they know uh, roughly the price they're going to have to pay those people who do go into it. Yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, but look, I, I think the best way for me to say that is the Internet's no longer just the Internet. It's a part of life. It knows more than we do. Good point. Good point. You're right. I made up a statement, uh, Jason, a long time ago. And, and it says it's common knowledge that knowledge is common. And everybody knows that. So, yes, your, your point is a good one. Uh, and, of course, that brings up a whole lot of things that agents can do and should be doing. But I don't want to preach yet. Let's talk a little while longer. And then at the end, we can make some specific recommendations if we can. Okay. Fantastic. Right? But I think the major point that you're making, and you're exactly right, is that the, uh, the consumers, the customers are in control. They're going to control how they communicate with you, Twitter, Facebook, you, you know, all YouTube and all those things. They are in control. They want to be in charge of making purchases. They don't want someone chasing them. And that's the difference that it was in, in, in even 10 years ago. It wasn't that way. And that's a, probably a, a good thing. But I always used to say that the way people buy insurance has changed, but the way insurance needs to be sold is not going to change. Amen to that. I, I love it. I've heard you say that before. Say that again, George. Let everybody hear that. That is important. Thank you. The way people buy insurance has changed. The way insurance needs to be sold has not changed. That is it's that so true. So true. So, so true. Well, uh, uh, we could go on and on about that uh, fact and the generations and the millennials coming up and all the things that are seen there. But, you know, you've heard so much of that that I, uh, I, was, uh, I just get to the place where I don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> I've heard enough about millennials. Uh, millennials uh, uh, say we – 
and uh, that's their mindset. Out of my, our, our time, we said me, but it's a whole other different type of situation. Well, anyway, with the millennials, those people, there's no traditional boundaries. There's a there's no old-fashioned sense of privacy. They live out loud, share details. You're a millennial. That's and right. You live out loud. I mean, you listen to you. That's right. And I love it. No, and I do. And, and, you know, I think Ryan Hanley and I have talked before about one of the reasons why we feel as if the people in our age group, in our age range, let me say, um, I'm kind of kind of kind of caught in between the generations there because we have some generations that go back as far as uh, depending on when you were born. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole category of them. And I'm, and I'm blowing my mind here because I, I can't think of exactly how they're separated. But I'm kind of in between the Generation X and the Millennials. And so it gives me a, a basis, and Ryan and I have talked about this a lot, to be able to understand what the younger generation of millennials is looking forward to and looking to and the tools they want to use and the way they want to buy and their buying habits. But I'm also in between the old and also the oldest of the generation that I am that uh, that was before me, and to say that I understand where they're coming from as well. Do you see what I mean by that? I'm actually the youngest of that generation. Excuse me. To be able to say that I know, so I, we we feel as if being caught in the middle of the millennials and Generation X has actually given us advantage to almost speak both ways. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. I'm not there. I tell you, your, your friend Ryan Hanley put it better than anybody I've ever seen. And ever since I said it, I've quoted him all around the country. And then he says, he says there's connected people and unconnected. And you guys down there in that, res, in that millennial, or even a little bit higher, are connected. People my age uh, and younger are unconnected. We don't know. We never grew up with all that. So we have to speak a different language, and that isn't easy. Now, one more time, that uh, I keep mentioning the McKinsey Report because it's so important. And what some of the things that they've, they've done on there. And Please said, don't hold it for the end. Go ahead and talk about it as we go. I mean, George, a lot of people don't even know what this stuff is. This is great information you're giving us. I mean, I tell you what, people are lucky. You guys at your, at your age are lucky to be able to see somebody like an organization like McKinsey, which is, incidentally, they serve as three-fourths. They're my management consultants. They serve as three-fourths of the Fortune 1,000 companies. That's how strong they are. And they're good. And the research they do that isn't affected by you as an agent, me as a consultant, or as a, as a publisher. Uh, they, they do it at a length. And, and what they're saying and it's it's really fascinating, is that with the changes coming along, and and I want I want to add one other thing, with the I mean with the yeah, in communications that the insurers are going to be the ones who are going to be doing this stuff, writing it direct because they won't need to use the agent for all those things, and they show how they call it the disappearing independent agent, and that's pretty scary. But there was another um, one of our our, uh, our our Monday mornings. In fact, it's about three or four back, Mike. Uh, uh, Manus, M-A-N-E-S, he's a, he's a kind of philosopher down in, uh, at any rate, who he is is not important, but what he said to me, this song, I mean, it just made an impression on me so strongly, and that was that uh, uh, in, as, as 19, he was saying what's going to happen in 2020, and he said the agent doesn't need to know anything, and I said, pardon me? They don't need to know anything. Everything that we need to know about our insurance and everything else is going to be right there in that cell phone in your hand or a tablet, or whatever you're using. He said, all of that information will be there. I said, well, what's the agent got to do then? But he said, well, some way or another, he's got to say, right now, the agent is selling, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, the brains, or our, our knowledge of the industry, or our knowledge of the customer, and our knowledge of what you really need. He said, that's going to be all kind of uh, taken for granted uh, five or six or eight years from now. 
boy, oh boy, that scared me. And then, and then our friends from uh, McKinsey come back again and he says, hey, you think you're not going to have problems, agencies? Let me, let me, and this is not all bad. It's, there are some answers, and that's what we'll get into the McKinsey report uh, when we do the, uh, when we, next week. At any rate, we, uh, they, they compared us, independent agents, to travel agents. And what a wonderful comparison that was. That hit me strong. Why? Because 10 years ago, uh, I did. I, of course, you, you're young. You haven't traveled as much and all that sort of thing over the years. But uh, we always used a travel agent. I never took anything. I didn't have the ability to do it to go any other way. It wasn't on the Internet. And all of a sudden, the Internet came along. Uh, the, the airlines sold the tickets directly. Uh, the people are like, you know, I don't need to mention them. You know, you get all your deals right online. And we do because it's quicker and it's easier and it's probably cheaper in the long run. And yep. so we do it that way. What happened to travel agencies? They got in half. They cut in half. Now, what, why is that an analogy? It's pretty obvious, isn't it? If that's what's going to happen to independent insurance agents who simply uh, can't uh, you know, live on, on, on what they're getting automatically, it ain't going to work anymore. And that's what they're trying to say to us. Now the travel agents, some of them survive. How the 50%? But, I, but I'll tell you this, George, just to stop you there for a minute, maybe it's the same report, but I was reading something about the travel agents from some consultant out there. And yeah. they and maybe this is that report, but it talks about the fact that of the travel agencies that are still around, the ones that are still around are actually selling more business than they did before. Is that well? The, what they said that what they what they did the, the ones that were still around were take were, took, moved in different directions, and technology and other But they became planners. They became different kind of uh, agents. They weren't. They're not just a, a scheduling trips. What they're saying is, look, we've got a special to go into Egypt this week or whatever it is. Right. And, they became so kind they, of a specialist in a certain area and developed that. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. They did. And, and yeah, it's, uh, well, ah, that's enough of that. But uh, I guess uh, I, here's, here's the fact that I have been trying to get across to agents all this time and, and get you to change. And that is the fact has become evident that every prospect, every customer of every agency, Knows that he or she can buy insurance from someone else and pay less in the process. Everyone. It's true. I, I know I could go. I, I go to my agent. I won't name the company here in town, an independent agent and so forth. I know I could cut five or six hundred dollars off that a year. Why don't I? Well, you know all the reasons. I I couldn't do it anyway because it's, I get killed by somebody. <laughs> but nonetheless, anyhow. But the agency. What we're really talking about right now, you and I and and and, and McKinsey and everybody else is. Uh, people say, well, I'd be agreeable to pay more if only, if only what? It becomes a differentiator. What is a differentiator? Differentiator is what makes me as an independent agent different than the guy down the street. And those are the things that we've got to solve uh, as we go forward. And, uh, and McKinsey talks about that, too. Well, okay. Well, asked. George, wrapping this up, because believe it or not, we've already been on here almost about 30 minutes, and I want to wrap it up. A lot of, uh, by the way, the listeners out there, they asked me to keep my podcast at uh, no more than 30. They said they can listen up to 30, but no longer than that. So thank you for that feedback. George, what do you think that um, with all your insight, all your vision, all your years of experience, being able to see what happened in the past and where we're going to be going in the future, what do you recommend to agents? What can they do? What I mean, they're all sitting out there wondering, how can I get better? How can I do these things? What do you recommend, George? All right, here's what I recommend. I recommend asking yourself some basic questions and really understanding where you are. In marketing, uh, uh, we have a current business plan that includes an organized marketing system. Our marketing plan is documented. Our marketing plan is tracked by our agency management system. We have an in-depth understanding of our client base. 
number of uh, customers, average income, one policy customers, and so forth. Uh, we uh, have an active and growing prospect system. We're able to sort our client data for target marketing, manpower and time to continue to create and monitor our marketing plans, annual reviews for each of our clients. If, if, that, sounds, if that, that sounds impossible to you, don't feel like the Lone Ranger because it is impossible. Those are the things that you have to do to run a really great company. And what am I, what am I suggesting? You probably need help. And don't feel worried, to worry about The poor independent agent has to worry with the Geico effect, the price he can't compete with or she, and, and, the, and the marketing changes that are happening faster than they can handle it. In communications, we've got to really understand the Internet. Uh, we should have an interactive website, track activity through our website. Uh, we've got to have a way of uh, getting a steady flow of new business from the website. Yeah, visitors return again and again. You know, that's not happening in most cases. Why? They're boring as hell, most of them. And you know it and I know it. And finally, in technology, we've got to be able to track our marketing activity on our agency management system. And I had to go into depth on that and have. Uh, we've got to be involved in social networking. We know all those things, search engine optimization and so forth. But those are some basic, vital, basic things that we really have to do if we're going to do it. And, and, and I really, I, I always hear agents say, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. That's wrong. That's that is true. Anymore. Used to. Can't do it the way it used to do it. So what I would suggest to agents, if you, if if uh, if you if you really uh, don't want to get out of this, what it is, the future is not what it used to be. That's what old Yogi Berry used to say. Uh, uh, anyway, and another guy I, I loved him, uh, Tom Johnson, of Florida Association, said he won't you won't be doing what you're doing wrong long, even if you wanted to. So what I would suggest is that agents really look at themselves, they answer those kind of questions I just came up with, and then they get some professional help, for gosh sakes. There are some people on agencies online, ours, that's what we do, that's all we do. We consult, I'm mean, not all we do, we do their total marketing program. But I think there are, there are other organizations out there that do the same, there's going to be a lot more. Get some help. I want to tell you something, I don't know of an agency that we have serviced that doesn't pay for itself time and time again, I mean, for the money that they pay us. We consult with them on a monthly basis. We, we, do, we do the marketing, and they do the selling. Well, if it isn't agencies online, it's somebody out there. Get some help, because it's going to be more and more complex, and there's a lot of answers to it, but you don't have more. In the meantime, you're trying to sell insurance. You are right. You are right about that, George. George, you've given some great insight, and I appreciate it. And uh, what's your any of your contact information that people should get if they want to get a hold of you or find out more about agenciesonline.biz? I would appreciate them calling me up here in the mountains. It's uh, a phone call is like, is like a you know a star. <laughs> call me at five eight two zero six six nine nine five zero five eight two zero six six nine nine. We're just reviewing, changing our own. Uh, we do uh, websites so much. We're just changing our own website, making it, make it a little bit different. At any rate, our website is agenciesonline.biz. Agenciesonline, one word, .biz. Go in there. But call me or anytime. Or George at agenciesonline.biz. Hey, I'll answer. And uh, if I can be of help to you, don't worry about selling any stuff. There's a lot of people out there, and we're not starving to death. So we can help you. I'll send you in the right direction if I can. Fantastic. George, Appreciate your time very much. I think uh, you've given the listeners a lot to think about. Um, I loved how you went from the uh, 60s up to now because even someone like myself, and I mean, I'm, I'm only 35, but it's it's funny because I I hear agents talk about this and that and all this different stuff about what it was like in the past, but you, uh, you kind of put it together there pretty seamlessly, which I really uh, appreciated. So, George, thanks again. And My pleasure to be with you guys, and what you're doing is really exciting, and I, I'm, I'm going to be helping if I can. 
Well, fantastic. And you already have, George, just by being on here. So I just want to thank everybody out there. Um, thank you for listening to Agencies uh, Influence, agentsinfluence.com. Excuse me, I almost said Agencies Online. I've got it written down in front of me here. Um, but agentsinfluence.com. Um, ask that you please go to uh, make some comments after you've listened to this. Uh, feel free also to remember that we're on iTunes. Uh, I know it's tough to get iTunes if you have a Google Android device. So I, I encourage you to look up Stitcher, which is a app that you can download for your Android device. Find our podcast, and every time we push it out, it will go automatically right to that device. So you can get the email from me, but it will also alert you. Your app will say, hey, you've got a new podcast. Uh, buddy Brent Kelly uses that and told me about it, and it works fantastic. But we also are on iTunes. ask that you take just a couple minutes to maybe find us on iTunes, and I'll leave us a review if you can. This has been Jason Cass with agentsinfluence.com. We're going to be back next week talking about our survey results, and I'm also going to have a fun speaker on that I know that you'll enjoy. This is Jason Cass, agentsinfluencepodcast.com. Thank you. Bye-bye.